0: And uh, there was no plan in place for that. Incredible things that go through. But G- Joe is a Christian, and uh, you can always tell the, the Christian police officer because he's got some glue to hold him together. And without Jesus in your life, you've got no glue to hold you together. You run to the bar, you run to the connection, you do things that are insane. But with Jesus, you have a place to go. He's your refuge. He's your, your, your bomb of Gilead, as the Bible calls it, the, the healing bomb. And that's why it, God healed me of hepatitis C. There was no cure for that. When I prayed to, at my uh, Calvary Ranch, we have a drug and alcohol rehab in San Diego. And by the way, on my table in the lobby, I have uh, gospel doo-wop CDs and some hymns. And, some, and that's how I support my ministry. We live in a motor home, me and my wife, Andy. Say hello, Andy. That's Andy. She's a Jersey girl from Bloomfield. And Jesus still loves her. On my card, there's a card on my table that says Calvary Ranch is at 800 number and a website. You know somebody on drugs or alcohol, or really any addiction, put this in their hand and pray for them, because Calvary's been here 40 years, and it's all about Jesus. No pop psychology, no quick fix medication. It's all about you, you turn or burn. as <laughs> the old timers used to go. Turn or burn in your sin. And thank God I turned to Jesus and he healed me. So that's a resource for you. And I apologize to you for the volume. I used to be in the music business. I used to sit in front of a stack of Marshall amps and they guys were guitar players and they burned my ears out. So I'll try not to torture you so bad, but uh, by the power vested in me by God, I want to doo-wop you in Jesus' name. God gave me a ministry of doo-wop. Does anybody like doo-wop in here? <laughs> Two people? <laughs> hey, how about honesty? Man, I tell you, they don't make music like this. So uh, when I got saved out of the Bronx, I used to—the uh, first guy that brought the gospel to me was Dion DiMucci. Now you guys are too young to remember Dion, but he had a group called Dion and the Belmonts, and he was on tour with Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper back in the fifties. And that's a whole other story. I'll tell you that in a minute. But I was at the end of my road. I—I I, I was in New York. I was on tour with a lot of rock and roll bands and jazz groups got into drugs, was on methadone for eight years. And uh, back in 1980, I got picked up and was facing 25 years to life in New York. I sold two bags of heroin to undercover detectives. Now, these guys, they seemed like nice guys. They, they would meet me every Friday, and they would ask me to buy them drugs. And so I didn't know they were cops. And then uh, a couple of months later, I got chrome bracelets put on me, and I'm facing 25 years to life under Nelson Rockefeller. And the judge gave me five years probation. He said, I never want to see you in my courtroom again. Go to rehab. So I left New York, went to Miami, and I got back on drugs, like any good drug addict would do. And I got asked to play on a recording session for a famous doo-wop singer named Dion. I said, I remember Dion. He had a drug habit. And I go in the studio, and Dion's reading this book in a recording studio. This is the Bible. I'm like, why is he reading the Bible? And I said, hey, D, how'd you get off of drugs? He said, funny you should ask. I got born again. I said, born again? What are you talking about? Are you high? He said, no. I came to the end of myself. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I cried out to the living God. And he said, God transformed my life. I said, man, I wish that could happen to me. And many years later, by the power of God, it did. And I wound up singing doo-wop. So by the power vested in me by God... I'm going to do wop you in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together, because this isn't a funeral service today. Can you hear that all right there, uh, Vinny. Come on, you can do better than that. We're in Jersey here. Come on, clap your hands. Let me tell you about a place in God's
1: amazing grace Gazing at his wondrous face, praising the night away. Here they have a lot of fun, putting Satan on the run, hit the road. Man, you find the old and young, praising the night away. Come on, let's praise praise them, yeah, praising, come on. A shoe bop, dip bop, shooby-dooby-wop. Let's praise them, yeah, praise them, yeah, praising the night away. Well have you heard of Jericho, man those walls had to go, Joshua was in the know, he was praising the night away, praising it'll work for you, there's no telling what God can do, just give them all your troubles too, praising the night away, come on let's praise them, yeah and come on.
0: Praising,
1: yeah. Praising, yeah. Praising the night away. Come on, play that guitar, brother. Watch this. That's called the air guitar. In the spirit, you can do it. My name is on the road. My foot is on the rock. That's why we call it rock and roll. Yeah. Have you heard what praise can do? Lifts your spirit through and through. Jesus makes you feel brand new. Praise in the night way. Praise and is the way to go. We sing just to let God know that we really love Him so. Praise and the night away. Come on, let's praise Him. Praise and come on. I shouldn't have Him. Praising it, praising it, praising the night away Hallelujah Repeat after me, say Jesus loves me This I know For the Bible tells me so Come on, give me another Hallelujah jersey Man, I was dead but I'm alive now Thank God I'm no more Mr. Zombie Praise him, yeah, praise him Come on, the Holy Spirit gets me high Praise him, yeah, praise him, him, yeah Praising the night away I love Jesus every day, yeah He wakes me up in the morning with a brand new song Come on, let's praise him, yeah Praise him, yeah, praise him, away. Come on, let's praise him. Praise him. Come on. I used to be a dope, but now I got hope. I praise him. Praise him. Praise him the night Praise him every single morning. I
0: praise the night away.
1: Praising. Amen.
0: Here's a song from 1963. If you remember this song, You got good taste. Come on, snap your fingers with me. It's okay, you can get a little soulful in church, man. God invented it all. When the
1: night has come, America, and the land is dark, and the Lord, He is the only light we see. Ain't that the truth? This morning, Just as long as you stand, stand by me And Jesus, Jesus, stand, stand by me, me. Oh, stand oh, oh, oh. By me. in the middle of my night When me. I'm all alone, stand by, stand me. by, me. Stand by me Well, it's the sky that we look upon Mm, Should tumble and fall And New Jersey Runs out of money What are you going to do? Where are you going to go, Chicago? Well, I won't be afraid No, I won't be afraid Cause no matter where you run to Jesus is there And he's willing to help you If you let him You gotta open your heart. Stand by you gotta love come in. Because he made it all. He'll stand by you. Here's how we used to sing it
0: in the Bronx. In Spanish, Harlem, this is how we do it
1: come, oh, and the land is dark, and the Lord, he is the only light we see, what am I shaking the tiles off the roof, well, Jesus, I praise you, I get so excited for Jesus, I can't help myself, cause I get high on the most high, he's with me every day, my Jesus, they stay Oh, oh, oh. in the middle of your night When you're all alone He's calling you He's the night song He'll give you a song in the night When I was on my deathbed He was singing to me Come on home Stand by me I love you, Jesus I praise your name there is no other like the Lord. In the middle of the night, when I'm all alone, stand by me. Stand by me. Touch me with your love. Baptize me in your Holy Spirit. One eight says you shall receive power when the stand Holy Spirit, Spirit comes upon you, you. You need that power. You can't me. make it without Him. Stand by, stand by me, me. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, when I was growing up in the Bronx, man, we used to we used to want to sing doo in the hallway. So we were always searching for an echo, and that was it back in the doo days. You had to have that echo, and so when I went to high school, I got kicked out of high school. Young people don't follow my lead. I didn't have no direction. I had no anchor, and so music became my my God. And 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 every time I cut class, I'd be in the boys' room because we had tile bathrooms, and we'd be in there singing. You hear that echo? That's what we lived for. But, man, i tell you what. After I got into the music business and I started doing the drugs, it was it was miserable. I, I just read this the other day. Listen to this. Uh, somebody wrote this into a newspaper. And it's true. And it could be booze. It could be drugs. It could be whatever you put in place of God. Some lady wrote in and, and, and wrote this to... Uh, It was a lady called Ann Landers. She had a column in the newspaper. She said, we drank, uh, this guy, whoever wrote this said, we drank for happiness and became unhappy. We drank for joy and became miserable. We drank for sociability and became argumentative. We drank for sophistication and became obnoxious. We drank for friendship and made enemies. We drank for sleep and awakened without rest. We drank for strength and felt weak. We drank medicinally and acquired health problems. We drank for relaxation and got the shakes. We drank for bravery and became afraid. We drank for confidence and became doubtful. We drank to make conversation easier and we slurred our speech. We drank to feel heavenly and ended up feeling like hell. We drank to forget and were forever haunted. We drank for freedom and became slaves. We drank to erase problems and saw them multiply. We drank to cope with life and invited death. And I can say amen to that because that was my life. Even standing in front of all the people applauding you on the stage, you felt like a piece of roadkill. The Bible in Psalm 139 says, For you were formed, verse 13, you were formed in your inward parts, you, you, you formed me, my inward parts and you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now I never knew that until I stopped using all the substances that the enemy had me using. And just allowed God through his word and through his presence ministered to me. And it's better than any drug, better than any drink. Better than any occupation. Better than anything that you could ever imagine when God's presence is in your life. And he's with you wherever you go. It's so cool. I was in Coney Island yesterday. I was doing an outreach on the boardwalk in front of the Wonder Wheel. Preaching, and the cops came over, man. They got all excited. They, They said, hey, people are complaining. I said, about what? My breath? They said, no, you're mentioning Jesus. I said, you mean I can't mention Jesus? (laughs) They said, no, it's against the law. I said, what law? (laughs) They made up some law. I said, well, you're offending the other people here, the Muslims, the Jews, they're complaining. I said, hey, hey, would you rather have the old Santos? I'd be robbing their cars, breaking into their house. Instead, I'm up here singing. Now, which would you rather have? And they said, well, yeah, you're right. Go ahead, just turn it down a little bit. They do, this, they, this is what happens everywhere I go. Now, when I, when I got to the end of myself, I got arrested. I was facing 25 years to life. The judge gave me five years probation. I left New York, went to Miami, and that's when I met Dion. He was in the studio doing some music in the 70s. Here was one of the songs he was doing. He took it right out of the Bible. I never heard nobody take the Bible scriptures and put it to music. Here's a song that he did back then.
1: Boom <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all of your heart Lean not on your own understanding Acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways He will make your path straight He did it for me Trust in the Lord with all of your heart Lean not on your own cantaloupe Acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways He will make your path straight Yes, He will we will make it that straight Well, Jonah got along in the belly of the whale Daniel in the lion's den I know a man who lived by faith to the very end Well, the good book says without faith It is impossible to please God Anyone who comes to him must believe Oh, trust in the Lord with all of your heart Lean not on your own understanding God the Lord in all the old ways He will make your path straight Yes, He will We will make your path straight shoo dooby do Hey, do This ain't Italian Against all hope, Father Abraham In hope we did believe Well, God calls things that are not as though they were Well, God said it, I believe it And that's good enough for me we do walk by faith and not by what we see. Thank God. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways. He will make your path straight. It's guaranteed he will make your path straight. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for, and it is certain of what we do not see. Faith that surely comes by hearing. The word of God you see, don't you see? Shoot it, they it, it, do it, 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 doo Oh, they trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean that on your own understanding. Acknowledge your Lord in all of your ways. He will make your path straight. Yes, he will. He will make your path straight.
0: Amen. Now Dion, he, he shared the gospel with me, but when he was on tour with Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper, they, uh, I don't know if you can do this, man. Church isn't a place where it's the frozen chosen. You come in here and you're freezing. You know, you oh, I'm afraid to move. I'm afraid to breathe. God loves you right where you're at. Do you believe that? He loves me. With all my accent, with all my mess. That's why Amazing Grace is the Christian National Anthem. Thank God for that. But I need to give you a sample of New York City doo-wop. I need three older guys to help me with this song. Can I get three older guys up here to help me? This is where we're going to see. Hey, look at this guy pop right up. Come on up here, brother. Come on up here, brother. One more guy. Get over here on this side. Now, I do this in prisons all over. I'll be in Rikers Island in a couple of weeks. Anybody here been to Rikers Island? That famous resort up in the East River? All right, I want you to line up here. That's it. Face everybody. Now, face me. I'll tell you what. Face me. This is how they do a doo-wop style. Single file. No, get behind them. Single file. That's it. Because when I go to the prisons, they get up with the prison suits. And usually they're in orange or blue or green. So when I do this with them, I I call... I I, I say, we're going to do a doo-wop group, and it's going to be Santos and the Blueberries. Or Santos and the Popsicles. So this morning, it's the Jersey Boys. Version 2. Now, it's not how you sing, it's how you look and do off. Get a little closer because you're down there, you're almost down in uh, Philadelphia. Come on a little more close. There we go. Now, put your arm out, look at everybody, and go, Yo! Oh wait, a Face me. Put your hand, face me. Now put your arm out, look at everybody, and go, Yo! Yeah. How are you? How are you? Now, oh, come on, let's try that again. Yo! Yo. How are you? Try this. Forget about it. Now, don't they sound like they're from New York? It's amazing. You get, you get that Bronx accent. Now, oh, sorry to hear that. He used to live in Long Island. Jesus still loves you, though. But listen to this. Dion was on tour in 1959. It was December. They were on a school bus, and the heater broke. So Buddy Holly said, let's charter a plane. Thirty-six dollars for the plane. Dion said, that's the rent money in the Bronx. I'm not paying that. I'm out of here. So he gave his seat to Richie Valens. And Richie's mother in L.A. said, take care of baby Richie. He's never been on the road. Dion still has to live with that, that he gave Richie his seat. And Whalen Jennings flipped the coin and he got off the plane because he was Buddy Holly's bass player. And that plane never crossed the tree line. It crashed. They all died that night. Thank God Dion didn't get on that plane because when I was dying from drugs, he shared the gospel with me. The only thing that ever changed my life. We're going to do a song that he did back then. If you remember this song, folks, you're old. But Jesus still loves you. Face me, and remember, it's not how you sing, it's how you look. And you guys look great. You look like doo face me. There you go. And when the music starts, we're going to move to the music. Now, young people, this is what they call a YouTube moment. Back when we were growing up, it was called Candid Camera. You ready? A one, a two. There we go. Come on. That's it.
1: It almost breaks my heart Cause I am so afraid That we will have to part Well each night I ask the Lord Must I be a teenager in love That's yours next sure in love, I to you, but nobody but you, I'd be the only one if you should say we're through, well if you wanna make me cry, that won't be so hard to do, and if you should say goodbye, I'll still go on singing to you, well each night I brother Why must I be a teenager in love? I try to tell he's a professional, nobody but a you. I'd be the only one if you should say we're well. through. Well, if you want to make me cry, that won't be so hard to do. And if you should say goodbye. Well. Well, each night I ask the Lord about Why must I be a teenager in i cry to tell you, nobody but you I'd be the lonely one if you should say we're through Well, if you wanna make me cry, that won't be so hard to do and if you should say goodbye, I'll still go on singing to you. But each night I ask my Jesus above, why must I be a teenage love? Time. Why must I be a
0: teenager in All right, sit down, guys. You're making me look bad. How about a nice hand for the Jersey Boys, Born Again? Hey, Amen. You should see when I do this in prison. I mean, there's some real talented people locked up. After I do this song, I usually do this song because we get excited. The Brothers recorded this back in the sixties.
1: Where well, Jesus make me want to shop, get my ears up and shop, throw my head back and shop, throw my heart back and shop. Come on now, jump up and let's praise him now. Jump up and let's praise his name. Jesus, praise his name. Where well, can I get a witness? You love him, shout that you need him, shout that you want him, you want to please him Come on now, come on now, hey come on, come on, come on, now. I still remember when I used to be a lost So I remember living my life like a fool under the devil's control, yeah. strange, yes he did, today I'm serving the mighty king, King. the king, well, well, I want you to know, I said I want you to know right now, he's been good to make me run, I'm better than I've been to myself, hey, hey, and he won't ever leave me, I don't want nobody else, nobody, I said I want you to know I said I want you to know Yeah He makes me wanna shout he makes me wanna shout Oh my God, he makes me wanna shout Shout, shout He makes me wanna shout, shout, shout shout. He makes me wanna shout shout, shout,
0: shout. shout. Alright, calm down everybody The SWAT team is gonna show up here But God is so cool, man. He gives me the joy and the juice for life. And uh, tonight I'll be singing over in Freehold at Freehold Assembly of God at 6.30. God sends me all over the place. Yesterday I was in Coney Island. Friday night I was in Poughkeepsie. And uh, this week I'll be in Philadelphia tomorrow night. Every night he's got me busy. And he told me just to share my story of hope. Because I died twice from overdoses. I used to drive my car in a blackout. I gave myself hepatitis C. I used to smoke like a train. I used to bum money from people. I was miserable with my own misery, like it said in that, in that letter. But God says in that same Psalm 139, in verse 17, listen to this. Verse 17, just this one verse, and I hope you remember this here this morning. Because it's not a coincidence that you're here. It's a God cadence that brought you here to hear my big mouth and my story. Verse 17 says, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. I never knew God cared about me. You know, his thoughts about me are personal. He cares about each and everything I go through. His thoughts about me are precious, that I can just run to him. My pastor died this week. He was my best friend. And he ran Calvary Ranch, Pastor Tom from Jersey City. He went into the Marine Corps. He was a raging alcoholic. Got out of the Marine Corps, did what everybody else does, you know, the good old boys. You drink, you party, you talk about the weather, talk about cars, football, And then one day, this little, uh, ornery pastor chased him down and said, You got to get born again. My pastor was going to break his neck. (laughs) And still, and at the last second, he said, You're right. I need to get born again. And he got on his knees and he said, Dear Lord, I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And God began a journey with Pastor Tom that he started Calvary Ranch 40 years ago and has led thousands and thousands and thousands of people to come home to Jesus, to find a life. From a mess, they found a life in 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 God, including me. Because I came to the Lord in 1981 after being in the recording studio with Dion. And uh, I heard the gospel. I started walking with the Lord. I traveled with Dion for 10 years. I was married to his sister. And I had everything going for me because I was doing the basics, you know, reading the Bible, praying, fellowship, talking to God, being, sharing my testimony. But to make a long story short, little things I stopped doing, and before I knew it, I stopped going to church, stopped reading the Bible, stopped praying, and my wife divorced me one day. Our whole marriage fell apart, and I went back to drugs. After being clean and off drugs for 12 years, I went back, I just touched it, and that's all I had to do. And I picked up where I had left off 12 years earlier. Nothing changed. I was in back in Harlem, East Harlem, the same people were doing the same things. The zombie walked down the street with emptiness inside. I took a shot of heroin and I died and my heart stopped. I was in a building in the Bronx and some guy that I was using with beat me in the chest. And he said he was praying to God that I wouldn't die. I said, wow. And I said, you should have let me die because I walked away from the only hope I ever had in my life, Jesus. Jesus. And I wound up going uh, from New York out to San Diego. I didn't know where to turn. I had friends out there that flew me out there. I got off the drugs. I was empty inside. I was full of guilt and shame. And somebody handed me one of those cards that I told you to pick up off my table and said, go talk to the pastor. Maybe he could help you because they knew I was depressed. That's an understatement. And I went to Pastor Tom. I said, Pastor Tom, I'm a Christian and I'm dying. I don't know who to turn to. He says, you need to get right with God. That's the most important thing right now. Because that was then, this is now. And that's what I would say to Randy Travis who just got busted because he was walking with the Lord. That was then, this is now. The most important thing for anybody in this room is that you're right with God today. Because on 9-11 at 8-15 when those buildings were struck by those planes, nobody had that on their itinerary for the day. You need to know that if anything happens, that you're going to go home to be with Jesus. My last words by my pastor this week were, last week, when I talked to him, he says, Santos, I'll see you at the house. And that's his way of telling me, I'll see you in heaven. And I know my pastor's there right now. He's a faithful servant with a job well done. He's done what he's run the course, and he's finished well. And that's my objective now, is to finish well. Not how you start the race, it's how you finish. And we're all coming to the finish line, whether you realize it or not. The writing's on the wall. Man, you need to get your affairs in order. Keep your account short. And this morning, you can, you can settle it right here. That's the most beautiful thing. So I graduated Calvary Ranch. I moved into a halfway house. I had no possessions. I lost everything. And God restored his joy, his peace, his love. He was there all the time, waiting patiently in line for me to get right again. And then I started, then my pastor said, you need to go tell everybody what a jerk you are. I said, really? Everybody? Everybody. And I've been doing that since 1995 when I graduated Calvary Ranch. I tell everybody what a jerk I was. But God never let me go, you see, because God gets the glory. He never let go of me. He restored me to my position today. And so that's my mandate. I go out. I live in a motorhome. It's called the Taxi for Jesus. We live in it full time. Me and Andrea and my little cat, and we go from place to place. God uh, and I lost everything—people, places, and things. But the people part was the hardest part. You know, when you do drugs and alcohol, you hurt everybody—not just your immediate family. But it's—it's it's like a tornado going through a neighborhood. You rip everything up. And today I'm a certified drug and alcohol counselor. I point people in the right direction to get plugged into so many great programs around. I just happen to represent Calvary Ranch. There's one song when I uh, I got right with God, I, I did my do wop Somebody gave me money and said, start doing the gospel doo-wop. And I've been doing that. And people love that music. They give it to loved ones. There's a little uh, card inside. If you have somebody on drugs, you can hand them a CD and say, hey, check this out. You don't have to preach to them. Because people that are on drugs and alcohol, they know they're jacked up. They're tore up from the floor up. You don't have to remind them. Everybody that uses drugs and alcohol are what they call in Italian, miserab. They know that they're miserable. Nothing will do it for them. They know they need help. And so you, how you can help them is stop doing for them. Don't give them money. Don't give them three hots in a cot. Let them feel the weight of what they're doing. That's what happened to me. I had to feel the repercussions of my actions. And take responsibility for myself. And God, and that's where God is. When you get honest, whoo, he's there, baby. Well, bring it. Let's go, show me, get down and dirty with me. I know what's going on in your life. You can't hide. And so I did this song that Dion, this was his testimony. I like to kind of like bring the train into the station before I bring my beautiful wife up here to share how God touched her. And she never used drugs she, she did it by the book and still wound up on Heartbreak Avenue but here's that song I heard in the studio many years ago that I never forgot True Story oh, yeah. Listen to this
1: smart, but I misunderstood Felt I was weak, and I had to get strong I was sure I was right, yeah, then I found I was wrong Thought I was lost, and I had to get found They called me square, so I tried to get round Felt I was lazy, and had to get busy I swore I was high, but I was just plain dizzy but now I surrender oh sweet surrender i finally stopped my running oh. But I was poor and I had to get rich I knew I was crazy and I had to get sane It wasn't enough, hey, I changed my name I thought my image needed a pat on the back I thought my ego needed a Cadillac I was sitting on those leather seats But I was still feeling down, miserable and incomplete Never, never knew before before. Jesus hung up on the tree Well I finally opened up the door No doubt about it He shed every drop of blood for me When he died on Calvary He won my victory And now I sing for the king Everywhere I go He's the words and the music my street corner That like sweet me. Sweet oh, oh, oh. Oh, sweet
0: that song goes on for about a week. But let me tell you, that's what happened. It was a sweet surrender. And I got right with God at Calvary Ranch. I graduated, lived in a halfway house for a year, and then God brought this girl out to California who I knew from Jersey here. She had a pizzeria down by the shore, and I used to eat there. I used to snort up a whole pie right in front of her because I had a big food thing going on, too. God's still working on that one. And, but he's helping me. That was the hardest addiction. Don't laugh. It's the hardest addiction because you've got to eat every day. You can't abstain. And so, uh, you know, I loved Andrea and her husband. They had the best pizza, and... And years later, after I went through the meat grinder, I was in California, and I get this card. I was singing at a church, and she said, remember us? We had the pizzeria. I got excited because I loved their pizza. I said, God brought him to San Diego. Whoa. Come on up here, Andy. Now, Andy's a Jersey girl. And so... I, uh, when I met Andrea, she was always singing the praises of God. She always had joy in her heart when I met met her at the pizzeria. I didn't know she was going to go through hell, but uh, that's life, man. What, what goes on, it, you know, what holds you together? What's the glue that holds you together? Tell them what happened, Andy.
2: Hi, church. Good morning. I love to share what the Lord has done in my life. As a little girl, I went to church all the time with my family, never got a whole bunch out of it. So I've, when I was old enough to stop going, I stopped going. And But if you were going to ask me if I was a Christian, I'd say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I'm a nice lady. I'm going to go to heaven. And then around the age of 30, my life got really rugged. I was in an unhealthy marriage, and we had extreme financial difficulties. I was really depressed. So I met a girl named Joanne who was a Christian, and there was just something so special about her. And she took me to church with her, and the man... At that church service shared the gospel. There were about 300 people in the church, but it was as if I was the only person there because he began to talk about how you can go to church your whole life, but that doesn't make you a Christian and that it's a one-on-one when you stand before the Lord one-on-one and realize he's God and realize why Jesus died for me personally and he said well he had an altar call and he said whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and I raised my hand and went up to the altar and received Jesus as my Lord and Savior and that night he touched me and my life has never been the same and that night they gave me a Bible I had never read a Bible before and they said the book of John is a good place to start now, I was just reading all these cool things about Jesus, and then I got to the 16th chapter, the 33rd verse, and it said, I've told you all these things so that you'll have peace. And I had the peace of God in my heart. And it said, Because in this world, you're going to have tribulation, you're going to have trials, you're going to have sorrows, but be of good cheer, because I've overcome the world. And shortly, I walked into a season of tribulation and trial and sorrow. Um, My former husband and I, we lost our business, we filed foreclosure on our home, we filed bankruptcy, and then he divorced me. And it was as if someone went like this and blew my whole life away. And I knew I had a choice. I could either run to Jesus or I could get really mad because he allowed all that stuff to happen to me. And I'm so happy that I ran to him and I was in a good church. And I remember my pastor saying to me, if you stand for God he'll stand for you. And so as I walk through that very broken, heartbreaking time, I would always hear his words. And so, you know, I'm a Jersey girl. I lived here up until 1997. I love to pay the tolls on the parkway. I love the mosquitoes. I love the humidity. I'm so happy to be back here. But the Lord began to place it on my heart to move to California where my brother was. And so... You know, I had this theory that the country was like this and someone tilted it and everything fruity and nutty ended up in California. So when I moved there, I realized it wasn't a theory. It's really the truth. And so I was there very brokenhearted in this scary land, but the Lord was so strong in my life. You know, in Psalm 34, it says that he's near to those who are brokenhearted, and I was brokenhearted. And he began to rebuild my life. He began to show me what it was like to be his daughter. He began to just be everything to me. I never wanted to get married again. You know, one man in a lifetime, that was enough. But make your plans in pencil, give God the eraser. His ways are higher. So uh you know, Santos said I heard about him and I went to see him in concert. He wanted to marry me the second he saw me, you know, but I wasn't going there. And I said, God, you want me to marry that man? You need to show me in your word in black and white. And it's so important that we read our Bibles every day because God leads us and guides us and gives us direction. And he kept giving me scripture, and I said, Okay, this is your plan. But we were almost 50, starting all over again with nothing. We had this friend that got us this really cool engagement ring, and it came time to buy the wedding ring, and my fiancé romantically took me to the pawn shop to do our wedding ring shopping. (laughs) So there we were, you know, looking through the assortment for the day, and there's a ring that matched my engagement ring in my size and a ring for him in his size. And the pawn shop guy said, Take him to the jeweler because he has a little grinding wheel that he uses to get the imperfections out of old jewelry. In God's Word, Jeremiah 18 talks about how the potter lovingly takes the vessel and reshapes it when it's marred. And I love to look at my wedding ring because it reminds me of what Jesus did. He rescued me. He came and took me when I was a throwaway and rescued me from the pawn shop and cleaned me up, and now I serve him and love him. You know, I've learned that when I don't understand what's going on in my life, to go back to what I do understand, and that God really, really loves us. He has a plan to get us through the journey. He's never going to leave us, never forsake us. Hang on to him, church. God bless you.
0: Amen. I get to go home to her every night. And now I, I have a home. We're in a motor home. And because we're Christians, we haven't killed each other. Those are tight quarters, let me tell you. You better get along with the person you're with living in a motor home. But you know what? Jesus is the three-way cord that isn't easily broken. And he's given me a home. He's given me a life, a purpose. I have companionship with, with the one that I love. And I was, I was gone. I was down for the count. But God brought... And that's why I recorded this last song I want to sing to you. It was the number one doo-wop song of all times? Does anybody know what the number one doo-wop song of all time is? Anybody in here? Anybody used to listen to Cousin Brucey? <laughs> Cousin Brucey. Well, I love this song. It was called In the Still of the Night by the Five Satins. You said that? Hey, give that lady a, not a cigar. Give her a Bible. Amen. That was it. The number one doo-wop song... And I love it because in, the dark, in all my darkness, God gave me a song in the night. I pray that you have a song before you leave here. I'm going to pray with you in a minute. But here's that song. If you remember this song, you're old. You're a moldy oldie just like me.
1: in New York. Jesus I know should be, should be that you are the light
0: in the still of the night. Be, 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 be. Come on, Jersey, help me sing do up. Ready? Here we go.
1: Mm. Do wop do wop Do wop Do wop
0: yeah. Oh, oh, oh doo-wop,
1: doo-wop. Jesus loves you this morning. Gonna talk to him right now. If you need to get your heart right, don't wait another minute. He's your light in the still of the night. Oh, so ever since, well, ever since that lonely, lonely night, Jesus, I know that you are the only light. In the still of the night.
0: Bomba the bumba danger dang dang on blue moon. Blue, blue, blue. Hey, that's another song, forget about it. I used to walk around feeling sorry for myself. Now I'm doing the Calvary
1: stroll everywhere I go. Oh, Jesus loves you. Don't wait another minute. We're going to say a prayer together. If you mean it in your heart, he'll give you a new start. Yes.
0: Remember, that was then. This is now. This is what counts. A lot of people came to the Lord after 9-11. They were down on, uh, in Ground Zero, and my friend Joe Esposito was on the job that day. They got a call that a plane hit the tower. And Joe ran down there with uh, Mayor Giuliani and Bernard Carrick, who was the commissioner, and they tried to uh, instigate a plan for that uh, insanity. There was no plan in place to deal with that kind of an enormous thing. And that's just a sample of what the Bible says is coming. Now, everything that's happening now in our society, uh, the Bible talks about. The good, the bad, and the ugly, all of it. The question is, where do you stand with God today? Do you have a plan in place for your life? Is the Lord the Lord of your life? He's the glue that holds it together when everything, when all hands are on deck and everybody's running. I was just in Aurora, Colorado about four, five five weeks ago and uh, my friend Pastor Ed Taylor at Calvary Chapel Aurora had 40 people from his church in that movie theater when that guy went ballistic and uh a lot of them were in other theaters in that complex. and Today, Ed is just the ground zero for the enormous counseling that's going on for all the thousands of people that this affected. And they were ready, all hands on deck. When that call came, they were ready because they were prayed up, they read up, they were prayed up, and they were trained to serve. And God wants to do that with believers in these last days so you're not on the sidelines going, gee, I wonder why this is happening. I wonder what I can do to help. God has a plan for your life. Let him use you to your fullest. Because this is what it's all about, folks. And this is it. And now's the time. Let's say this prayer together as a church. Say it out loud with me. Say, Dear Father, I come to you now in Jesus' name. And I ask you, Father, forgive me of my sins. I invite your Son, Jesus Christ, into my heart. As my Lord and as my Savior, with my mouth, I confess Jesus Christ. And in my heart, I believe that you raised him from the dead. Now, according to your word, I'm born again. I'm saved. All my sins have been forgiven me. I'm yours and you're mine. Help me, Father, to live a life for you from this moment on, in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed, all around the room. Anybody said that prayer for the first time? Put your hand up right where you sit. Anybody here? God bless you. God bless you. Upstairs, anybody said that for the first time? Maybe you, hey, God bless you. Maybe you said that and you made a recommitment. If you did that, raise your hand. Amen. God bless you all around the room. Now, Pastor Paul's standing by the door, and Pastor, Pastor Joe's here. You, you know who they are. Talk to them. Get them plugged in. When I made that, when I said that prayer and I got right with God the second time, I started reading the Bible. I started with the Gospel of John every day. And God put new glasses on me. And I said, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And he did. He started to minister to me. And I read Proverbs every morning. I read Psalms at night. That's my daily devotion. Billy Graham's been doing that for 95 years. He just wrote a book called Nearing Home. It's all about where he is today. He said nobody ever prepared him to be 95 and still here. But it's a book about getting old with God. And it's ministering to me right now because I'm, hey, I'm about 10 years out from the Insurance Institute. Said I'll be gone in. 10 years that's it that ain't much time but whatever it is i know today that i'm right with god make sure you connect with the leadership at this church get plugged in fellowship prayer fellowship giving witnessing and the word of god that's the five basics of christianity that's what it takes to grease the wheels so you can run out of it Hey, thank you today. Stop by my table if you can support my ministry. Grab a six-pack of CDs, torture your neighbors with some gospel doo-wop. And my wife has Christian jewelry. That's how we support it. It's very inexpensive. It's got scriptures on it. And take the Calvary Ranch card. And I'm going to sing you out the door. Is that okay, Pastor Paul? Yeah, I'm going to sing you out the door. And here's a song I wrote on my doo-wop CD, and it's really what it's all about. It's called Gratitude and Joy. And that's what God gave me. I'm filled with gratitude and joy, gratitude and
1: joy That no weapon formed against me can ever destroy I'm full of gratitude and joy, gratitude and joy My heart is filled with so much gratitude and joy